Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of On the Circuit, a show where we have conversations that spark innovation. On this week's episode, we are recording live at the Market Council Summit 2022 at a podcast booth sponsored by Halo Investing. I'm your host, Johnny Sanquist, CEO and founder of Three Crowns Marketing. My guest today is Joanna Kanakis, Head of Business Development at Halo Investing. Joanna, how are you doing today? Hey, Johnny. Great to have me here. Thanks for thanks for having me. Doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm so excited to chat with you. Uh, Halo, of course, was the sponsor of the podcast station at Market Council Summit 2022. So I think it's pretty important that we are chatting and uh, get to you know get everybody up to speed on the cool stuff that you guys are doing. Thanks so much. So let's start out with uh, just digging into the story of Joanna. Okay. So it's like, it's fun <laughs> to talk about tech and all that, but it's way more interesting to me personally to like get to know the person that I'm, uh, that I'm talking with and just get to tell your story a little bit too. So before we get into what Halo is all about, tell me about your story. How, how did you arrive at Halo and how's the company kind of blossomed in your time there? Yeah, it, um, I sort of stumbled upon Halo actually, or rather it stumbled upon me. Um, I spent my career first 13 years of my life um, in investment banks and actually structuring derivative solutions for institutional investors. Kind of had that front row seat, if you think about it, um, during the 2008 financial crisis on a trading desk, um, structuring derivative option packages for hedge funds and institutional investors uh, like pensions, hedge funds, and um insurance companies and the like, which was a wild place to learn this crazy business, <laughs> um, as you can imagine. Yeah. And um, had a great career then at uh, the investment bank, moved off a trade desk and was in prime brokerage sales, um, selling more holistic solutioning around um, clearing custody and financing around those same kind of assets, same kind of client base as well. Um, and was out celebrating my promotion with a friend at work um, in the bank. And she said, I think it's time for you to jump. I think it, I, I think you're, you've done what you can do here. Um, and you wow. should go talk what to a, What a time but to get that advice. It was pretty crazy. I mean, I thought, yeah. are you kidding me? I've worked my butt off to get promoted <laughs> and do all this stuff and look at all that I've achieved. And I don't want to leave yet quite yet. Um, but I went in and had a conversation with the CEO of Halo. And at, to be candid, after one conversation with him, I thought I will never work with anyone Um have never come across anyone and and don't am not like to work with anyone with a strategic mind like um like Bijou in Wall Street. So um mm-hmm. sort of saw what kind of mentorship and what guidance and strategy I could learn from him. Um and then also it was very apparent to me that structured products um and the optionality that is needed in client portfolios similarly to what I did on the institutional side had never been accessed on the retail side. So mm-hmm. the way that your, your parents and my parents invest, and even we ourselves, if we're so fortunate to be able to do so, you, you can't access the same sort of things that I was trading in 2004 on a trading desk for PIMCO, right? Um, yeah. yeah. And this democratization of technology within and around structured notes would enable that to be possible. So I thought this mm. could be a heck of a ride <laughs> if I join. Yeah. Uh, I was the sixth yeah. employee at Halo, first enterprise salesperson. Um, and when I joined, I thought to myself, had the conversation with my husband and said, all right, I'm leaving this cushy banking job. What does this mean? Um, if a third of the things that these co-founders um, are 
forecasting say comes true, this is going to be a heck of a ride. And it has been, um, every single thing that they were planning four years ago is now coming to fruition or has already. So it's been just an incredible journey. Yeah. Yeah. And you were telling me before we started recording, you guys have offices all over the world, not just the country. Yeah. Global presence. Where are you guys located at? It's been a really cool journey in that um, we are, we have offices in Zurich, Switzerland, which is really the birthplace of structured products Um, in South Africa. One of our first enterprise clients actually is the, one of the largest banks in South Africa. Um, And then we also have an office that is just getting built out in Abu Dhabi, which came through our series C funding, um, which closed in September of 2021. Um, So yeah. And really the, the cool thing about that for U.S. investors, U.S. advisors, um, U.S. wealth management firms means that we're taking expertise globally and bringing that into the U.S. market to really supercharge best of practice across the world um, and bring that into uh, the the market that so desperately needs these solutions. Yeah. So, so let's dive into the solutions that you offer at Halo. So I'm going to be honest, I'm like a very traditional like stocks and bonds guys right so i'm probably going to learn a lot from you here but tell me you know all about what halo does and and how you guys uh support advisors and help them serve their clients better and so the reality is johnny you are just like 97 percent of every all the financial advisors that are in the united states most of us have access to stocks and bonds and little in between Um, Mm -hmm. and so in markets like the last couple of months, an individual investor or financial advisor that's managing those assets says, well, shoot, what do I, what do I do? How do I navigate through this? I need to take risk off the table. I need to call my clients concerns. Um, but I can't, but buying more fixed income isn't the answer and, um, liquidating equities at the same time isn't the answer. So we just hold on to cash. That's kind of the, that has been the story of periods of volatility that we've seen. Um, mm-hmm. Halo's focused on moving. There, there are financial instruments that are available to financial advisors. Historically, have not been available, but are now through our technology um, that help bridge that risk gap between equities and bonds. So, structured notes mm-hmm. give you equity mm-hmm. payoff, equity performance with a level of downside protection. So, rather than buying an ETF that tracks the S and P, you buy a structured mm-hmm. note tracks the S and P, but then is buffered on the downside with 20, 30, 40% protection. Um, mm-hmm. The risk profile then of that investment solution is less than a traditional equity, which gives that end client a little bit more comfort. Um, and you can manage yeah. through periods of uncertainty in a more effective way to kind of calm that client experience. That's really the point of what we're doing. So our technology provides an access point for financial advisors to research um, select, transact, and then manage those structured products. Um, what we've done over the last two years is also add buffered ETFs and fee-based annuities. They give the same kind of payoff profile and you're tracking Mm -hmm. equity performance, but you have a level of downside protection. Um, Uh and our solution out to the fee-based, uh, market specifically covers all of that all of the gamut of those products and helps the financial Mm -hmm. advisor assess, is it this wrapper? Is it that one? What's the right um, investment thesis for my client? And then design the solution that, that um, enables them to transact historically prior to Halo. uh, Those kinds of solutions were only available in wirehouses really. 
Um, yeah. There's a cursed human driven effort in broker dealers, but it really had not been available mm -hmm. to the RIA space. So when we started mm -hmm. in 2018, we were the first to come to the RIA space for this really um, dynamic ecosystem where financial advisors could design exactly the product that they want that achieve their end client goals um, and then be able to manage that from a life cycle perspective. Yeah. The the advent of fee-based annuities has been such an interesting trend for me to watch because, you know, the traditional thing of the REAs was like annuities are awful. This is the worst. Nobody wants an annuity, right? And now we've got fee-based annuities, which are a really um, great option for those like fee-only, fee-based REAs to, to tap into as like a protection measure, right? It's like really good. Um, and it's really, from what I'm seeing, the adoption of that is is really increasing on that mm -hmm. side. Um, so does Halo does Halo act as like a, a marketplace then for those annuities and advisors can come in and see products from a variety of different companies and kind of yes. choose the one that's that's the best fit essentially. Exactly. So our infrastructure on notes and fee-based annuities looks exactly the same and the offering is the same. Mm -hmm. So we support, we are a distributor of the products. We are not a manufacturer, but we'll help a financial advisor design and say, all right, what I'm looking to solve for this client is protected equity or mm -hmm. um, just kind of uh, tracking the performance of an of an individual uh, index, let's say, and then help mm -hmm. that financial advisor design what it is that they're looking to achieve and then have a menu, a narrowed down menu of products that are available. So of all of the carriers that we have on our platform, I think there are about 20 mm -hmm. at this point, there are 17 structured note manufacturers. Um, the financial advisor can then select and say, this is what this exact product will solve for my client and then click through to transact. So on the fee-based side, we actually stand in as agent of record. We support um, non-licensed financial advisors. And again, on the note side, we can act um, also as a conduit and distribution enablement to get the bonds from Citibank, Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan over into Schwab, Fidelity, TD. Um, and it's interesting really that cool. the, the similarities between those two is absolutely, you're right in the um, historical reaction from financial advisors that have been used to the commission-heavy um, traditional mm -hmm. way of these products being distributed. We're really turning that on its head, creating a competitive marketplace that solves for a fiduciary that's really looking across the whole landscape of financial products that are available and helping them fulfill yeah. their fiduciary responsibility to the client to say, this actually is the best product available to you. And the tech tracks yeah. all of that whole experience, but you have that on record for your own compliance. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really exciting to see how the industry is adapting to and, and, and riding that wave of, as mm -hmm. you said, the fiduciary advisor. It's yep. something I love to see. Um, <clears throat> you mentioned, earlier you were talking about just how these um products are so important in periods of uncertainty mm. and we are certainly in that right now <laughs> so the question i'm going to end with for you is you know from your perspective how can advisors really continue to to grow well and really when i say that i mean serve their clients best in what's you know a choppy time right now and what might continue to be choppy in 2023 yeah. So, so what are the two goals of any financial advisor? It's to maintain their existing client book, keep those clients satisfied, and then be able to organically grow new assets um, and pull in new clients to work with them. 
The firms that use Halo today use these protective investing strategies as to solve both of those buckets. And I would argue that there are very uh, there are very few other solutions on the market today that can serve both, right? Um, mm -hmm. We have, from a from an existing client perspective, you can use structured notes as a core part of your asset allocation strategy to help protect an equity downside and again manage those client client expectations, client outcomes, client returns, where the defined outcome space itself um, becomes a key part of your relationship management with your existing clients. Then secondarily, um, as you are as a financial advisor looking to try to grow your book of business and pull in new clients um, who have never worked with you before, what, did, what was the number that we said at the very beginning? 97% of financial advisors in the US have not used structured notes. Um, mm -hmm. I would say even fewer are using fee-based annuities. So this yeah. is a differentiator for the wealth mm -hmm. management firms that that use them efficiently, especially in the fiduciary landscape. So the, the firms that we're working with um, have recognized this two-part, two-piece, it's relationship management and then it's organic growth in using these investment strategies um, and using it on the technology itself just makes it efficient, means that um, mm -hmm. there is uh, more work that then you have, more time and more work that you have um, to be able to go source your relationships and, and stay at the forefront of those mm -hmm. um, client fears as they come up. Yeah. And I think so. I'm a marketer. And so I always kind of approach these things from a marketer standpoint. And I think it's so important for advisors to understand just how these, you know, their investment strategy can still help them stand apart and differentiate themselves. Like, okay, maybe it's not, we're not going to um, post a blog about how we're using structured notes. Maybe necessarily it's like a brand awareness play, but certainly it can be something that really sets you apart in that decision stage. Like when somebody's yeah. maybe looking at you versus an, another advisor to really be, be able to get down to those brass tacks and be like, yeah, this is how we approach your portfolio in these different markets and how this is you know, our philosophy toward investing. I think it's super critical and to have just kind of more arrows in the quiver like yep. that, I, I think this is a big thing. The beauty of the Halo model, too, is the advisor's not having that conversation by themselves. So we do have an infield force that holds the hand of the financial advisor and helps them tell that story to their end client. Um, we're, we're making sure that you've got the technology. This is kind of the hybrid approach of our tech. Um, you've got the technology, but you also have market experts that eat, sleep, and breathe these products that can help digest and then explain them in Main Street terms to Main Street rather yeah. than wall street terms it's critical that's so huge yeah thing. communication is everything it right? sure is it all comes down to relationship and, and that's great to see yeah joanna that's going to do it for us today on the podcast but thank you so much for joining me uh, it's great to get to know you today lovely thank you so much for having me johnny it was a pleasure Hey, this is Johnny Sanquist, the CEO and founder of Three Crowns Marketing. We're taking a quick break before we get to interview number two, so I can introduce you to who we are at Three Crowns. We're a full service marketing partner for high level service professionals, and we get to launch, scale, and grow unforgettable brands that are changing the world through technology and advice. So whether you need an updated brand, new website, ongoing marketing support, or you wanna launch a podcast, 
we have got you covered no matter what you want to do. And that's all I'll say about us for right now. You can check us out on threecrownsmarketing.com and let's get to interview number two. My next guest is the one and only Tina Powell, the brand new Chief Growth Officer at Intentionly. Tina, thank you for coming on. I'm so delighted to be here. I'm really honored. Thank you, Johnny, so much for making time today for a conversation. You and I have been here in Podcast Row and we've been working our you-know-whats off today. Yes, so uh, <laughs> it's so great to finally like sit here and be um, be the interviewee instead of the interviewer. This is a change for you. I you, love this part. You are like one of the most prolific podcast interviewers in the in the industry. So uh, we got to get you on the other side of the table when we can. Ah, uh, that's so that's so humbling and so nice of you. The truth is, like three years ago, I took that first course at General Assembly, and God's honest truth here, it took me almost six months to make that first recording. Uh, I wound up actually hiring the instructor of that course, uh, Jen Glantz, because I had so much trepidation, so much fear. I was like, ah, oh, I don't know. You know, Craig was out there. Michael, of course, has been out there from like day one. Um, and I wasn't sure. Like, I didn't have an audience. I didn't have a I didn't yet find my voice. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But I kept on plugging away. And I'm so, so glad that I did. I mean, it's three years later. And I look at now how the podcast is just um, it, it's it's introduced me to some of the best people in the industry, like conversations that I wouldn't have normally had mm -hmm. that I might have been like too afraid. It's been a lot easier to ask people to say, hey, you want to come on the podcast and calling them and saying, hey, you know, I have this <laughs> problem and I need some business. advice." Oh, yeah. It's a much easier uh introduction to a conversation yeah, right for sure because it's a very immediate benefit to them like yeah come on my podcast yeah we'll talk about you and how great the stuff you're doing is uh. it's, it's pretty great which is why we're talking right now because you're doing some amazing things and i think your podcast uh is one of the major things that's led you to your current role right of of the chief growth officer at intentionally so that's my first kind of question for you it's like <laughs> tell me how this uh this power coupling with mm -hmm. the team over intentionally came up came up came about well i've known um megan and and kelly for almost uh 10 years i came to the industry in 2006 uh, i actually met you and, and judd too at, mm -hmm. at orion um coming out of the um the wealth management firm over at beacon you know, we used Orion. We used a lot of the products that are still on the market today. Mm -hmm. And so I had the um, I had the luxury. I had the the fun part of working with Kelly and Megan. We were at Ascent. Yeah. And I felt like we were we've always been aligned in that we want marketing to be bold. It's OK to experiment. It's OK to break things. It's OK to be wrong. And I for me, the freedom to be me was the most important um, thing. So I've, I've known them and we, we've we referred business to intentionally. Our, our agencies have been sister uh -huh. agencies. We're uh -huh. happy to refer business to intentionally and Three Crowns and, and FICOM and there's, you know, and even impact communications. You know, we're all in the space and we all act as fiduciaries. We want the best fit for the client. Yeah. Um, so mm -hmm. I, I felt like some of those some of those projects were better suited for intentionally, and where I where I hit the 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 wall, 
was that I wanted to do more of that and I wanted a bigger team and I and and that's why I joined Kelly and Megan they acquired C-suite social media it was an easy transition for our clients yeah um we're all the same like that I knew how they treated our clients I knew how they treated their clients and the clients mm -hmm. that we referred um and it's a great story we're based in King of Prussia Pennsylvania um, I can drive to work. I wanted to be back in person, nice. wanted to be back with a, a dream team. And I feel like I'm like, it's the Olympic dream team of marketing. Um, you know, we share that those same philosophies and we're, we have a lot of the same habits. You know, mm -hmm. the entrepreneurship is a 24 seven. Yeah. You, you check email, like you just want to make sure that, that your you clients, ran off, right? yeah, you because can't, it's you just can't. an important part of your life. You it's can't. not just a job. But here's the thing when you have partners and that's what I, I wanted partners in business, Johnny. Um, I still wanted that, that part of me, but at the same time, I couldn't do it myself anymore. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to do it myself. Yeah. And so, uh, so here I am. So chief growth officer, we, you know, we growth is growth is a moving target. Mm -hmm. You know, we've been here at um, Market Council Summit. The whole theme is is around growth, and where where I see growth is as chief growth officer, videoing, podcasting, social media, uh, lead gen, any type of initiative that leads to growth mm -hmm. that has to be well engineered and well executed. Mm. And that touches so many things. It touches the client experience and it allows for experimentation and R and D. Sure. And that's the most exciting part is that I walk in Johnny, there's no playbook. Mm. Um, there's no playbook. I'm not taking a position from somebody. It's a, it's a new position for the company and it's open for interpretation and flexibility and experimentation. Yes. And and to me, that is like, that fuels me. That gets me out of bed each day being like, okay, let's see if this works. And having um, a culture and a bias towards experimentation and it's okay that not everything will work. Yeah. Our, our CEO and our co-founders expect things not to work, but they're okay that we're taking that chance. Yeah. That's a unique place to be even for a marketing company, there's um, so much pressure on marketers to deliver right now. Like marketing has really become a focal point in a lot of companies and seeing that ROI quickly is really, really important. So um, a lot of marketing teams, in my experience, they kind of just fall back on the, the tried and true methods and they are creative people, but ultimately don't get to tap in to like those experimental projects like you're talking about as much as they'd, they'd like to. So that's, I, I feel like a unique place that you're in to one, have an agency that you're part of to do that. And then two, have clients who trust you enough to allow you to do that type of work. It, it makes what you're doing yeah. enjoyable, right? Yeah. And, and not every client wants to, not everybody client, not every client wants to sign up for the growth portfolio. Yeah. And, and that's okay. And I don't want to push, we don't want to push a client there. We we prefer to work with clients that have a bias towards growth. There's no doubt about it. And I think that both Kelly and Megan's experience of working in fintech, uh, Kelly's worked uh, Orion, eMoney, um, Janny. She understands all areas of the business. And I think like that lends itself to the culture over at Intentionally being experimental. And look, we're smart marketers, Johnny. John, you're a smart marketer. 
we know we're measuring things. We're just not like, we're not throwing jello against the wall and hoping it will stick. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're being very intentional about looking at the right KPIs. Yeah. And if our analytics say, hey, it's not working, it's not working. Then, then we shut it off. We take a micro risk and yeah. we double down on the projects and, you know, every client is different. Mm -hmm. And so we look at that and we are an evidence-based, we take an evidence-based marketing approach to things. We're not guessing here. Yeah. We might like have certain ideas of a, a strategy coming in, right? Or, and traditional still has a has a place in the marketing playbook, right? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you agree, Johnny? Oh like, yeah, absolutely. Landing pages and social and mm -hmm. having a great website and having a strong brand. Yeah. You know, that's traditional marketing. Mm -hmm. There's nothing like, okay, but now your willingness to do a rebrand in 2023, yeah. now that's bold, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think they have to fit together. You yeah. can't just do one or the other. You have to have a, a foundation then. And when you have a solid foundation, then you're able to take risks with a lot more confidence. Yeah. That's my philosophy on it. Exactly. So, Tina, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate you so much. And it's been a pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you, Johnny. I really appreciate you having me here today. And we will see you later. We'll see you later. And uh, have a great year. A happy 2023 ahead. You too. Thank you. Thank you.